Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. My friends and I are hanging out this weekend, and I'm on cooler duty. These seltzers and sparkling wines are the coolest. They'll make you the king of the cooler. Oh, that sounds good. Wow, I can fill my cooler without emptying my wallet? Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Okay, let this session of Keys Bartender come to order. Okay, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. What I mean by that, if, you know, I guess it may be not perfectly clear, I'm shaking up my natural um, energy powder. I think it's called Maca. It is called Maca. Uh, I made two episodes today, and I put them completely out of order. I jumped episode... 429. I did not put 420. So I have to record another one in order to make it because I don't want to. I already changed the numbers. I'm getting so fucking OCD about this shit. I am so sorry. But you know what? You're not paying for it. I'm not asking you to pay for it. I won't ask you to pay for it. I kind of, you know, I was thinking of contemplating that before, but I said, you know what? If unless I'm doing better quality, I better not. Uh, start asking people to pay and I haven't done that and I don't think I'll ever have to do that um, not that you know, I, I get some money for this I, that, that wasn't a point of the thing the point of recording this episode is because I gotta make an episode 429 otherwise I have to renumber the two episodes released prior and you know what I had a nap today I, you know, I'll go over my routine I'll try not to be redundant I told you, I did mention I was uh, dog shit the other day. Now I'm not. I took, uh, I went, got up, took my daughter to school, got up at a uh, little after six, went to the gym, came home, ate a little, because that's my problem is when I eat, I was talking to the wife and I was getting a little irritable and stuff like that. That'll be kind of segue into what we're talking about nicely next. But I went and took like an hour and a half nap. In order, just in case I don't get sleep tonight, but I'll be better with my customers and all that shit. And I love talking to you guys. I do. It's not, I don't listen to the shows. I try, I do know what I'm saying. I mean, kind of. I don't like hearing my voice. I don't, I don't enjoy hearing my voice. Does that make any sense? You never, I mean, if you love the sound of your own voice, and and it may sound like I love the sound of my own voice because I'm doing three shows today. Three shows. I think I did three shows one day during a pandemic. 
three shows. It's hard. It's hard to get that. But there's a lot of material out there. We have the whole world. I'm, I'm, I'm expanding my arms around, starting at my chest, and I'm going the whole world to talk about. But as the show suggests, the key is bartender. It is bar theme, and I'm going to talk about cheating. I'm talking about making drinks. I did talk about the other day making a coconut margarita. He's also making jalapeno, um, no, coconut. I can't make a coconut margarita. I don't know what it tastes like. I, I'm, uh, when I drank tequila, I liked to use, when I was younger, I used to drink some margaritas and stuff like that, but then I started drinking te- just straight tequila. Hence, alcoholic, right? Hence the alcoholic thing in me. But um, jalapeno margaritas. Usually use a jalapeno Tequila, and lately we've been using jalapenos. Now, the thing about jalapenos, some jalapenos are hotter than others. So, there's no real consistency with the heat, and you got to be careful unless you taste, you know, you, you put the seeds in. You, I always put the seeds in there. If someone wants a jalapeno margarita, that means they want it hot. No one says, I want a jalapeno margarita to make it mild, right? What the fuck? You're drinking the wrong drink then. You don't like it hot. It's like, I want a cheeseburger, but I'm lactose intolerant. Don't fucking eat the cheese, Dumble Dick. I want to use the word Dumble Dick because it sounds like something someone would call that. I never got the opportunity to do that. I know if someone's dressed like a wizard with a long beard, I might be able to say that. There's a couple guys that do look like a Dumble Dick uh, looking motherfuckers. Or you can go uh, Gandalf. I used to say Gandalf looking. I said that about Luke. Luke is looking more like Gandalf because he's thinner now. And I'm going to do another show. And we may be doing a show from a couple local bars and stuff like that. But I'm still, as you can tell by my attitude and my demeanor, I am on the caffeine. Man, I made, I'm still drinking a coffee from earlier. I'm, I turned it off and I reheated it. I'm not going to go over to the minutia of it. So, making drinks. There are people come in and when you have when you have specialty liquor, you may not have a ton of it. And if you get people to come in and you get like ten people drinking jalapeno margaritas, you can quickly go through your supply. And then you gotta go to the uh, the real stuff, meaning tequila and jalapenos. I mean that's how a lot of people do. I know there's bartenders out there, I only use regular stuff. But how many things can you make? Right then, when you're working in a high-volume place. Right? It's nice to have everything made fresh. Yes, it is nice to have everything made fresh. Is it possible in a high-volume place to do it? No, it isn't. It isn't. you got to make shortcuts. Just the way it is. You know? We're not going to... If someone wants a grape martini, I'm not going to stomp the grapes. Or crush the grapes. You know, and um, there's a... Orange crush martini I make. I do use. I fresh squeeze the orange in that one. You know? That's it. Just the way it is. You go to different bars. They use the flavored liquor. You know, after the second or third drink, you're really wasting. You're drinking fresh squeezed. It may or may not reduce the effects of the alcohol, meaning the hangover. But you're really not going to notice much of a difference. I feel that and you can disagree with me because you you know what that's just the way it is you can disagree with me but from my experience 
And there are, I know there's bartenders that listen to the show and they get pissed off sometimes. Because I'm a bartender. Who, what if I just call him the Keys Bartender? Well, because I bought the domain name and created a podcast and had 431 episodes, even though this is episode 429. And um, that's what I'm doing. So whenever someone asks for a drink, I did mention the coconut martini. When someone says, do you know how to make this? Now, if it's a name that doesn't have any of the ingredients in it, well, that's a go-fuck-yourself drink to me. Because unless you know the ingredients... You can go fuck yourself. I mean, I, I don't, that sounds cruel, but I know most, I know a lot of their drinks, but everyone makes up their own fucking drinks. That's what they do. Bartenders make up their own drinks. I make up drinks too, but I don't go and say, that's my drink. I tell the person and say, if, if I make it for them, I say, that's your drink, and this is what's in it. You remember that, because that's your drink. Isn't that? That's less than, that's less than selfish. I got people to come in and ask for peanut butter martinis all the time, and they think it was my creation. I did a little twist on it because instead of using creamer in it, I use ice cream. And I use more ice to make it colder, and it thins it out some. So, because for some reason, when someone wants a peanut butter martini, they don't want vodka. They, there's vodka in it, but they just don't want pure vodka. They want the peanut butter. They want the chocolate. They want the ice cream. They want the ice. See, I make this. Oh, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give you a recipe. And this is what you're going to do. Now you start out. Look at the glass you're using, right? You don't want it to go over top, but it doesn't matter if you're doing it at home. You're going to have a little extra. You may not even have a martini glass. Just make it into like a... You can make it. You make it in any consistency you want. You make it like a drink. You can make it like a milkshake, which is a drink also. Okay. You start out with vanilla vodka, and depending on how strong you want it, you put more vodka in it. Put less. Remember, when you make a martini, it's usually heavy on the liquor, because a martini is almost all liquor. But you do. You put about two ounces in, three ounces to make this martini, and then I put about. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of chocolate liqueur per three ounces of vodka. And then you put a teaspoon, a heaping teaspoon of peanut butter and then some ice cream and some ice. Well, that'll probably yield you. That'll yield you like seven, eight ounces. Now, if you, like a real martini, if you're having a five ounce Vodka martini. That's, I mean, besides the melted ice and stuff, I'd, ha- I'd have to say that's about four and a half ounces of vodka. But in this case, if you split it between two, you have like an ounce and a half, two ounces. Or two and a half ounces if you count. the. I went two ounces with the uh, chocolate liqueur. So you blend it on high speed, get it kind of smooth. Some people like it chunky. I'm not talking about the peanut butter. You shouldn't use chunky peanut butter. And you you know, and people say, oh, that sounds delicious. And they start choking and stuff. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I have a peanut allergy. Well, fucking idiot. Okay. But there's the peanut butter martini. So remember, two to three ounces of uh, vanilla vodka, depending on your taste. Three quarters of an ounce of chocolate uh, liqueur. 
There's Godiva chocolate, of course, really good. It's creamier. And then there's Marie Brazier, Brazar. I think it's Brazar. That's a darker chocolate liqueur. Or if you're out of both of those, you can use a white cream de cocoa or a creme de cocoa, cacao, or a dark creme de cacao. Because that gives you the same kind of similar taste. It makes it nice. It tastes a little like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's a peanut butter martini. You got that. And the Orange Crush, I'll give you another one. The Orange Crush is about three ounces of orange vodka, a fresh squeezed, a half a half of fresh squeezed orange, you know, depending, you know, that yields, that should yield an ounce of fresh squeezed orange juice, and a quarter ounce of triple sec. I always like to, in some of these fruit ones that don't, aren't creamy and stuff like that, especially citrusy ones, I like to put a little triple sec in it. And then, um, so got that, blah, 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 blah. So you shake that, and you can top it off with a little Sprite if you want, or not. But you shake it over ice. Listen, you don't have to have shaved ice or cracked ice. It depends. If you have, you can have a big ass, big ass cubes. If you shake it enough, it'll work. Some people like to have a little of the shards of ice in their drink. Some people not so much. They just like it chilled. So you shake it to taste, and then you pour it into the glass. And there you go. Gave you two drinks. Four hundred and twenty-nine episodes, and I waited that long to give you some tips. Okay, and always try to keep your bar clean when you're doing that stuff like that. I mean, you do them for friends, unless you like bartending. Sometimes you like bartending. Some people just set up their bottles and say, "Help yourself." And remember the one rule of thumb: most people are their own worst bartender. Okay, you get that. Here, hear me shake. There's no ice in there, so it doesn't sound like a real bartender. But there you go. That's me drinking my water with maca powder in it. Mm. A yeast infection in a cup. It tastes like yeast when you take it. It's like bread. So, since the Keys bartender, what goes better than just making drinks at a bar? Cheating. I'm not talking about cheating in politics or economics or on a test. I'm talking cheating in a romantic relationship. Think of all the songs out there that um, even old songs I don't know the newer songs as much I mean I think there are ones you know I, I can think of a title if I think about it uh, well there's a song the opposite of cheating was Journey with Faithfully I'm Yours Faithfully which when rock stars come along faithlessness or what you call infidelity is notorious. So that is a great song because, you know, on the tour bus and stuff like that. What are you going to do? You know, Journey in 19, late 1980s or mid 1980s, they were getting tail all around. I, but we're focusing on the songs. If you go to the 70s, you have, I think it's Tammy Wynette or Loretta Lynn. It was My che- Your Cheating Heart. There was a Motown song. There's hundreds of thousands of songs. Talk about cheating. All the country western songs and stuff like that. Half the country western songs. 
Um, so, Your Cheating Heart, Motown song, um, Who's Making Love to Your Old Lady While You're Out Making Love. That was part of it, but I'm sure it has this song, Who's Making Love. I think that's the title. While you're out making love. Do, 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 do. But it's all, it's all around. I mean, people cheat for a myriad of reasons. They do. They do. And a lot of times they write songs about asking someone back after they cheated because they realize they made a mistake. And it's such a trope when you think about all the themes on stories where people are caught cheating and they want to, there's uh, that Michael, the Michael Douglas movie with Glenn Close. And was it Mimi Rogers or Ann Archer? Mimi Rogers or Ann Archer? Ann Archer. Where he's a lawyer or a businessman and he meets Glenn Close, who's, I think, an author, an author or an artist, and he has an affair with her. But you know, it's fun, it's exciting, he's having a great time, and all of a sudden she turns psycho. Like the classic. You know? And then she tortures, you know, they make her the um, Glenn Close, the, the heavy, the villain, where Michael Douglas went along with it. You know? Should have spotted the psycho woman in the beginning. When they're really Passionate people are mostly, in the Glenn Close's care, are passion and insanity are closely related. So it's good to be in relationship with like someone like that, you know, but someday you, they may find your head in a hat box someday. Right? So what are people looking for when they're cheap? What are the reasons for it? I mean, obviously, it's just attraction. If you got married and you, you were never attracted to your wife, let's say, or you lost attraction to your wife, or she lost attraction to you, you might be thinking for some, you, this could be confirmation. You know, I'm still attractive. I'm still virile. I can still get women. And it's exciting. It's strange. They call it strange. Getting some strange on the side. That's exciting. That's the reason why there's porn. And all the visual porn and stuff like that. No, I mean, there's obviously there's, there's people that are involuntarily celibate. I'm sorry for you guys. I'm or girls. Um, but sometimes they're not missing anything. Sometimes they're not missing any. Sometimes I'm not saying all the time because when you, if you've never had great sex, if you never had great sex, then or if sex has always been a disappointment to you and things like that, I can see where you can say, ah, it's not much. You know, I've had five experiences and they're, they've all been bad. Well, you can, that probably would turn you off. If you go to, if you went to a, if you went to, a, if you ate a pizza five times and then became violently ill or never liked it or got diarrhea, explosive diarrhea, let's say, you would swear off pizza, wouldn't you? Well, that's the same thing probably with sex. If you, if all the thing you experience, and that's a shame about people that are um, uh, rape survivors and things like that. That's a, that's that's you. You're besides it being a crime, and I know I'm all over the place, but I'm going to blame that on the caffeine. 
besides being the crime of forcibly assaulting someone, because it's a crime of violence, you're also taking away joy in the future. Right? Because that's not, unless that's what they ask for, then, you know, if, if that's what, you know, if it's a fantasy, some people fantasize about that, but I'm saying, and that's a rarity, I'm sure, you're, you're taking away their future, future happiness, future joy, and things like that. And that's when, you know, some small thing happens. These guys that on uh, they expose themselves and do all these things. I'm not saying they turn people off automatically to sex. It's just, it's just one of the, the psychological baggage you have to carry the rest of your life. Okay, but we're going to get back to the cheating thing. So, if you had good sex and you don't have it anymore, if you're experiencing great sex with your partner, I can't imagine why you would go out and seek that. If you have great sex um, and a great relationship. Because I've, um, I've had great sex with not having great relationships. I dated girls years ago who we've had great physical relationships. And um, that the interpersonal one, other than sex, that didn't really go together. But it was uh, explosive. No, no pun intended. Um, so going out. And then when I was dating girls, I guess that is infidelity. If you're seeing someone and you're in a relationship, and then, you know, some people, it's really interesting how you see people react with the uh, possessiveness and jealousy. I guess if you have a lack in your life, let's say you have a lack of relationship, you haven't had a lot of relationships. If you had experience of people cheating on you, leaving you and stuff like that, you might be very possessive. People want to possess people and stuff like that. And they want to, you know, they, they don't, they're worried about someone else attracting their attention, their romantic partner's attention. I see that a lot. You know, you got to be careful how you talk to some of these uh, women in front of their men because they, I mean, I don't know why they come. We come to the bar if if they don't want a guy talking to them because I have to talk to them too, right? I try to be equanimous. I mean, now I'm a, I'm 57, 58 years old. It's a lot easier than when I was younger because most of them at this point, the older ones don't care. They've been together so long. They said, "Hey, it could be like that guy in uh, Dirty Dancing." taking a wad of cash and put it in Patrick Swayze's hand. Hey, here's for the dance lessons for my wife. Thanks a lot. And he's out, you know, he's banging her. You know, the guy's paying, giving, tipping him money, giving him money while Patrick Swayze's screwing around with, with his wife. So, and that's dirty dancing. You may not be familiar with this, stuff like that. I don't know if that's cheating. As much as a guy could be over and goes, like, I don't give a shit. Or the guy's so... Some guys are so, I guess, oblivious to what makes their women happy. Or women with guys, but I can't, I can't speak to that because I don't know what it's like. But some, some women, and I can speak as a man, some women are oblivious to what makes men happy. Right? 
So I imagine guys are the same way. I could speak to that. I mean, you, you, you think after a while that a woman may not be interested, but a woman wants to feel like a woman. They want to feel desirable and stuff like that. And so if you're not showing them attention, because I used to um, years ago, I was not a stranger to seeing a married woman or two. I know, Jim, that's horrible. But that, that had nothing to do with me. I didn't really know all the time. You know, when I was younger, I didn't think to ask a woman I was out with if she was married or unattached, seeing someone. That wasn't the first question because sometimes they they approach you or were accepting in your, let's say, greeting that you, when I say went in there, many sat next to him, started talking, started chatting. That wasn't the first thing that came up. And I didn't even look on, I, I didn't, I, I'll tell you, I never looked at their hand to see if there was a ring. I did crazy, huh? Um, I, um, now, because I'm with someone, I don't look at their ring finger anymore either because I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't look to see if they're married or not. Why? Because I'm not. I think all my interactions now are pretty above board. But that thing about strange, though, that's the thing. So men and women. I guess I don't know if it goes for with women, but guys, when you get another woman that meets you and and they don't know you, they only know. What you put out there. So if you're fun, charming, well-spoken, you show your you know your appearance by all appearances. You may be successful, whatever you do, or you could be vibrant, or you could be sexy, or something like that. That's all she knows. She doesn't know that you, like I said in a previous episode, you fart, you pick your nose, play with your balls. She doesn't know you. She doesn't know you like your wife knows you. Right? And if she did, maybe, you know, if you told them right away, hey, listen, this is all the stuff that I do that you may not find so attractive. Like that, that should be like on the leading front page of Match.com, Tinder, and all that stuff. These are the worst things I do. And that's what, there should be some kind of um, app where they do a background, a real background search. You know, businesses do background uh, searches, law enforcement agencies and uh, loan companies. Background search and say, listen, this guy sits in his uh, easy chair and scratches his nuts all day. And drinks a lot of beer and farts. All the time. And it's tons of skid marks. And it's tons of, he wears old white jockeys with uh, saggy elastic and uh, skid marks. That's, that is not what you lead with. No one leads with that. Say, so, ooh, oh my God, how deep and dark are those skid marks? I mean, I'm sure it is a big world out there. I'm sure there's someone out there that finds it attractive. Though it's the exception rather than the rule. 
and people don't lead with that. They don't lead with their gnarly toes. They're, you know, meaning they don't, they've never clipped their toenails and they got fungus going all around with it. Or, God, let me see, the bathroom. The bathroom. Single guys. That's the bad thing with the single guys. There's two, two worlds of thought with that. You can have a bathroom that's super clean or super filthy. Let's start with the super filthy one. The super filthy one shows that the guy's careless. If he allows that kind of filth, imagine what he ignores other things in his life. To be able to abide that, abide, live in that filth, that means you're going to, if you end up in a long-term relationship, you're going to be taken care of. Now, on the other extreme side, the pristine bathroom, the spotless bathroom, there is the most dangerous one. This guy could be a psychotic. His towels are perfectly matched. All the towels are the same. Same color. They're hanging on the same. There's the decorative ones and the ones you use. And he has decorative soap. But you don't use the decorative soap. Now that's you know, the question, you can question his masculinity or whatever, stuff like that. But chances are, you better check the lampshades in his house because that could be human skin. So, but getting back to cheating... The wife knows that stuff, or she kind of gets an inkling of it. The guy is disgusting. He's a pig. He burps a lot. He smells like he smells like garlic all the time, or he smells like this. He smells like beer. He has a cigar. He always has a cigar smell. He pretends he doesn't think I know. Right? And guy doesn't shave much. Not that hey, people with beard, that's great, but you know he doesn't. Doesn't ever, not, not big into grooming or personal hygiene. On a weekend, if he doesn't have to go to work, he'll hardly ever step in and take a shower. Now, there's a happy medium there, and people know that. They lose that. And so they see the romance in the beginning for the cheater is the person is perfect. You ever meet that person that was so beautiful? I'm going to go with a woman here. But you see her. The first time you meet a woman, she's her most beautiful. Let's say she really set up that night. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And everything they say is charming and fun and interesting and sexy. Give it a couple months. You know, there's some guys get infatuated and never see, never see that, stuff like that. Eventually, you'll see, you'll see chinks in the armor. When I say chinks... I mean, there's little notches in there. I'm not trying to be derogatory about them, stuff like that. And there's certain behaviors that they have. The behaviors you don't see all the time. So, after a certain amount of time, it's like the new car. Think of a new car. How the new car smells. How it looks. No scratches. No dents. Nothing wrong. Nothing. There's no warning lights on it. The warranty... It has a full warranty because you, you just got it and everything can be fixed. 
just like in a relationship, a full warranty right in the first week. If they start threatening you with a knife after the second date, you didn't sleep with her or anything like that, you're out the door, right? So things can be fixed. But once you get married, the warranty is over, right? That's when people get comfortable. And that's when it goes out. Now, there's all different types, though. They were, they're looking, and the guy on on the guy's side, they're looking for validation. This person doesn't see, doesn't see the the the, the shit stained underwear, the nose picking, the burping. I am Sir Galahad. I am perfect. I am perfect. And whenever anybody ever saw it, I, if they started saying me, I would. Always try to dispel the rumors that I'm perfect. Because they're going to find out eventually. And if they find it refreshing that you tell them and say, hey, listen, I'm not perfect. I never said I was perfect. I have a bad temper. I get frustrated around a lot of times with technology. I'm frustrated with people. I have my good days and my bad days. I get tired sometimes. I don't get enough sleep or I, I, I get lethargic after a big meal. You know, they, people don't want to hear that. They want to see the fantasy. And that's what cheating is, the fantasy. Cheating is always a fantasy. And you always hear that in this thing that people rarely want to leave the person they've been with because they have a history. And there is a magic to someone knowing all your secrets. Because you're, you're not terrified. You're... You're not terrified of farting in front of your wife. And it smelling like a, a, a raccoon climbed up your ass and died one month ago. No, you're not terrified of that. You know what happened. You apologize for it. You go, oh, I'm so sorry. But that's a deal breaker on a first date. Imagine that. You just sit there. Or maybe, you know, one time you have IBS and stuff like that. Right? I mean, I don't know what I'm doing with this shit shit thing all the time, but you know, and you accidentally you know, mess yourself that's comfort, you can't ask for more loyalty than that you know try doing that ladies in front of your first date you're having a problem or something like that, or you're especially, you vomit a lot or you lose your shit over certain things. I see it. I see it a lot. I see people, uh, they've been together for years. I've seen them do things in front of each other, get in arguments, say hurtful things. And I said, oh my God, those people are going to be going divorced. And they're still together 10 years. Mm. Yeah. And there's such a thing as, you know, the attraction of newness in cheating sometimes trumps the being inured by the knowing everything about the other person in a long-term relationship. Sometimes. But, you know, in the relationship, the long-term ones, people, people think, I can't imagine not living with them. So why would they cheat? They lost their imagination. You know, they've forgotten how to masturbate. Do that. 
You don't need that. You don't need to do that. You don't need to open an extra... Unless it's abusive. Obviously, there's different cases. There are abusive relationships and stuff like that. Get out of that fucking relationship. If it's hurting you and you're not thriving and stuff like that, and that person doesn't want to do anything about it, that person does not acknowledge that. And it's got to be real. I mean, you could do whatever you want. If you're not happy, you're not happy. You should not spend your life being miserable. But what I'm saying is, if you're miserable about yourself, you want to be seen as something new and exciting. Be new and exciting. Become become the change. Become the new person. No, I mean, don't... That person, you know, they, you always hear this thing they wanted. They think they can change that person. They can't change. You can't change someone else. So change comes from within. Change yourself. Be the change for yourself. That's exciting. And then your partner will look on you with new eyes and say, I didn't think they had it in them. I didn't think they could be that disciplined to watch what they eat. I didn't think they would uh, be more conscientious about, you know, cleaning themselves and their personal hygiene. Build a new habit. It takes about 28 days to build a new habit. Build, do one habit for yourself. Do it for yourself first. Always do it for yourself because that's where real change happens. Become better for yourself, not for your partner. And when you become better for yourself, your partner sees that and they'll appreciate that. And you'll, they'll see the newness in it. Now, sometimes, if they're resentful, there's other things going on. you got to deal with that. That's what therapy's for. I've been through it. And uh, not so much when I was younger. And not recently either. But a lot of change, a lot of change has occurred for me. And that big change was about 14 years ago with my separation followed by divorce when I decided to stop drinking. I did not stop drinking for anybody else other than myself. And unfortunately, I wasn't in a relationship at that time through it all that people got to see me. I did have one, one relationship that knew me when I was drinking, but I wasn't problem drinking at the time, but they knew me after. And that woman seemed to have liked me just as much. When I wasn't, when I wasn't drinking, and saw me as something different, saw me as a stronger individual, even though I was still a frail person, a frail person that understood that they had a problem with alcohol. But I did that. I quit for myself. I didn't quit. I didn't quit to become attractive to someone else. I became attractive to other different different people at that time, different women than I had to before, and I had to realize that. I wasn't going to be seeing party girls anymore. But luckily I was at that age, 44. Party girls weren't necessarily my thing. I didn't have to dream. I wasn't alone. I was in a long-term marriage where I needed to go and find a party girl. So it was different for me. It sucks for some of these guys. You got to go out there. If you have an attraction, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, and you need to hang out with party girls and stuff that like to drink and stuff like that, and you have a drinking problem, well, God bless you. You never, you're, 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 you're it, it's it's going to be tough. But if you were hanging out with them and you decided to say, I'm going to hang out with girls that don't do it, and then all of a sudden you got a whole new group of people that are interested in you. That's just one thing. 
and the same thing about getting healthy. Right? I'm not talking about necessarily if you're heavy that you need to lose weight, but it'll help. It's good for you. There's no reason why you can't be healthier. I mean, if you're doing everything right now, that's great. Maybe you need, if you're already into that lifestyle, there's other things you can do. Becoming more well-read, more accultured to other things, doing things out the bo- outside the box. and You know, just do that. And you're not doing it for your partner. You're doing it for yourself. Because if you do it for your partner and your partner doesn't appreciate it, you become embittered. And there's not, you know, you, you should have liked that. But when so you're trying to improve yourself for just the sake of being improved, then that person will look on you differently, saying like, they really care. They care about themselves. And I think a lot of times that's what the problem is. People want to be with people that care about themselves. And if they truly love you, they care that you care about yourself. And I'm not saying I'm solve the cheating thing and all that stuff, because it takes two to tango. But usually the big key is how people view themselves. And that's the cheater and the cheatee, or the person that's being cheated on. That's all I have to say. I did my third show. This is episode 429, even though there's an episode 431 out there. I do uh, appreciate you listening, and I will be back maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you later.